0: Are you ready to live a more free, healthy, and abundant life? Transform your yard into a food forest and create a system for self-reliance that's easy and enjoyable with our friends at Food Forest Abundance. No matter where you're starting from, you can become more self-reliant. And you can take your self-reliance to the next level by becoming a producer of your own food through growing and foraging... And learn how to turn your property into an income-producing source of economic self-reliance. They can help you get off-grid and learn what systems to employ for food, water, and energy self-reliance. And live abundantly and in full connection with your property and what you produce. Click the link in the description to get started with your very own food forest and have your own sustainable source of livelihood and become self-sufficient with food forest abundance. Just click the link in the description to get started with your very own food forest today. Welcome back to Beyond Classified. I'm Chris Matthew. Today my guest is Jay Widener. He is a renowned filmmaker, author, and scholar. His body of work offers great insight into the circumstances that have led to the current global crisis. He founded Sacred Mysteries together with his wife, Sharon Rose, and has directed 15 films in the current Sacred Mysteries collection. Jay, welcome back. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm excellent thanks you for coming on uh, it's been a little while it's great to have you back on I encourage everyone to go not only listen to Jay's previous appearances here but all the videos he's done on his channel, he's provided profound insights into the directions we're being steered and the true nature of possibly some of these agendas and operations that we're subjected to by these clandestine groups in control. Uh, one On one side, it seems that we're be kind of being pushed into this transhuman technocracy, or at least that's the desired outcome, I don't know if that's going to be possible with everything unfolding right now. Uh, If society crumbles because of the depths that they've pushed us already with food shortages, gas prices, economic factors, like this looming dollar crash, of course, I don't know if that's going to be possible or if that is what they have planned after society crumbles. It's very interesting to see where we're at right now. Did you think that we would be... This far into it, whenever this first started unfolding in 2020, did you think that this would happen at the speed and to the depths that it has already?
1: No, I have to honestly say I did not, did not see this coming. Um, I did not realize. um, What I think happened was, is that um, I've, I've been really thinking about this a lot lately, is that um, a bunch of us uh, alerted people, um, and it was a. Uh, at first, they the the cabal, whoever they are, they just ignored us and just didn't pay any attention to us. <clears throat> but by twenty eighteen, as we were approaching their beginning of their plan, um. Uh, They had to shut us down. So they began shutting everybody down in 2018 so that we would not be talking when they started doing what they were going to do. So I think what we did was a bunch of people that are around my age, maybe a little younger, about 20 years ago, we started alerting everybody. And I think that we were... um, more effective than we thought. And um, and I think that that caused them to speed the plan up. And by speeding the plan up, and I mean they sped it up by at least two years, um, they made a bunch of mistakes. And these mistakes are actually, could cost them their plan. So unexpected, uh, the law of uh, uh, unintended consequences. And so they, um, they, they, um, they wanted the supply chain shortage to keep us, well, basically to get rid of us. And, um, but what's going on is that's going to interfere with their ultimate plans, too. So I don't think they're going to get their transhumanist world. I don't think they're going to get their uh, you-will-know-nothing-and-be-happy world. Um, I don't think any of that's going to happen. I think that um, uh, because they had to speed the plan up and because there were so many awake people that it didn't work. The the disease didn't work. Uh, We now know pretty much that... um, They've never isolated a virus ever. People don't realize that. They've never isolated a virus. It's, it's uh, the whole thing is preposterous. And then the, uh, if they've never isolated a virus, then the, the vaccine can't be effective at all because they haven't isolated the virus for the vaccine to be effective So the whole thing is just, it's it's either a giant absurdity, or it's them making a bunch of really, really big mistakes. And I think that, um, I think the invasion of Ukraine by Putin was also another um, forced error, you might say, by the cabal. Ukraine was always been part of Russia. Uh, Khrushchev was from Ukraine. He was the head of the USSR. So the whole thing is uh, absurd. So it'd be like uh, you know the United States fighting Florida, right? (laughs) Break off, right? And so, um, but we got sucker punched. And I warned everybody when it happened. I said, "You do not. If you weaponize the financial system, you are going to go down." Because the first thing that happened when they uh, weaponized the financial system against Russia is that every other country on Earth went, wait a minute, they can do that to us too. And so everybody began looking for avenues away from the U.S. dollar. In other words, we, we shot ourselves in the foot uh,
0: needlessly, for a civil war, basically. Yeah, man, it's it's pretty incredible what we're seeing unfold right now. You mentioned the uh, viral aspect and how we've never really isolated a virus. There's so many things that we're finding out about our healthcare and medical industry and pharmaceutical industry right now that are so, not only just disgusting, but outright evil. Uh, it seems that you know the main purpose for the medical and pharmaceutical industries is to keep us sick or kill us or keep us customers for life, not in any way to make us more healthy. I mean, the things they found out about HIV and AIDS and the possibilities that it's just these medic medications that they were giving people that were killing them. Yeah. And there's some th- same things with cancer. So it's pretty incredible the depths that we're finding out, even about our own healthcare system.
1: Yeah, I highly rec- uh, um, recommend this documentary that's going around on the internet, The Germ Theory is Over, I think it's called, or yeah. something like that. Really, really good documentary about Um, all the tests that they gave to try to prove that you could pass a a disease on from one person to another, and they couldn't do it. Hundreds and hundreds of tests, literally disgusting tests where they're putting mucus from sick people into the nostrils of, of healthy people, and yet none of the healthy people ever got sick. And so we have to look at what else is going on, what else is causing um, the these outbreaks. What what is it? And it's 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 environment. It's pollution in the environment. It's toxins. It's toxins in the water. It's toxins in the food, uh, and they, and, they, and they can't control that because they did, then they would lose their economic system, and so, um, you know, if you doesn't really matter if you hang out with sick people you're not going to get sick as long as you are healthy and, and it's just basic you have to exercise you have to take vitamin D and C and um, get sunshine all of the things that they told you not to do during the lockdown yeah. is what you should be doing every day because uh, and you know what I, I, I'm gonna I haven't said this in public before the lockdown starting in March 2020 what tell I would say, June, 2021 was like one of the best periods of my life. We traveled everywhere. Gas was two bucks a gallon. We went, we got a, a, a ocean front uh, in San Diego. That was normally $700 a night. We got it for 150 because nobody was renting anything. We We stayed in Sedona. We had a $400 a night place that we got for 75 bucks we were rocking and rolling, uh, rest, you know, we, we couldn't eat at restaurants, but we'd just get takeout and um, all the parks were empty. Grand Canyon was empty. Uh, Grand Teton was empty. Uh, we, we, I never had such a good time in my whole life. And um, it's all over now because now I can't go anywhere because gas yeah. is too expensive and they're ruining <laughs> the whole thing. And I actually got to be honest, I know where this is going. I mean I'm a pretty prescient person and I plan well ahead for everything and it's one one of the reasons that I've been so successful in my life because of my prescience but I have to tell you I I'm looking at this and all I see is death. You know I had um I had an intelligence guy on my show a couple times actually and right before the 2020 election he was on uh, he's a Canadian guy. He's a Russian intelligence and Canadian intelligence and uh, just really a smart guy. And I said, so we don't know who's going to win the election. So what do you think? What happens if, you know, Trump wins? What happens if Biden wins? And he said, well, if Trump wins, everything's just going to go on like it is. Um, you know, it's just, just going to go on like it is. Everything will be pretty much the way it is. He said, if Biden wins, there's going to be mass death." And I said, what? Mass death. He said, yeah, you'll see. He said, I said, so you're saying if Biden wins, there's going to be like this super uh, increase in deaths. And he said, yeah, that's what's going to happen. And so, you know, Biden won and, now we're at 40% increase uh, 2021 over 2019 in deaths. And um, people are dropping like flies all around me. And um, I don't even know what to say anymore about it. And uh, uh, it, it, some of it's inexplicable. They'll just die. There's find them on their kitchen floor dead. And, and they didn't take anything, you know, they weren't there, you would say, I guess. And so I'm like, how did he know that? Right. And it must have been he was privy to the plan and that Trump really was going up against that plan is really what he was saying underneath the whole thing. Um, you know, and I'm, I'm not I'm not here to celebrate Trump or anything, although I do think that he did represent the working class, which no president in my lifetime uh, ever did. Uh, and so I will say that about Trump. He he eschewed the special interest groups, and he always went with the working class. And he stayed us, got us. We did not get into any wars during that time period. And I have to say, 2019 is probably the best economic year that any of us will ever have, mm-hmm. ever again. So I, they're taking us down this road, and I guess the road is death. And um, we have to do everything we can right now, to understand that that's what they're planning. And then we have to say, okay, how can we stop them from succeeding? And that's got to be the plan. I don't believe that the world is overpopulated, not even at all. Every single person could have a a full acre uh, and on Earth, and would not fill up Texas. In other words, you could give every single person on Earth a full acre in Texas, and Texas would not be filled up. That's how few people there actually really are on Earth. And we need people. And this, and this, um, this idea that there's going to be this technological future and cars driving themselves on. You know, you know how, many, um, how many, what kind of workforce you would need to have a technological future like they're planning. You would have to have everybody have to be really educated They'd have to understand technology because they're going to be repairing machines all the time. That's all anybody will be doing is repairing machines. Everything is uh, machines are governed by entropy, the uh, third law of thermodynamics. That everything runs down from the moment it's created to the it begins diminishing from the moment it's created, and everything runs down. And there's no way that you can back out of, of entropy. And these machines aren't they're not gonna it's not going to work. It's just not going to work. There's not enough electricity being generated on Earth for the electric vehicles. There's If you're building an all-electric uh, future, it's not going to work. You'd have to start building at least 40 fourth-generation nuclear plants starting right now. You'd have to start building them uh, in order to provide enough energy for the future they're planning. On top of that, you're, you're mining all these rare earth minerals that... Co- Takes right now to mine. I think I was a platinum. Went from a hundred dollars to mine an ounce to four thousand in like the last two years. Everything is skyrocketing, and so their future isn't going to work. So then we have to say, okay, either they're retarded and they and and their plan is silly, or uh, they're doing this intentionally to kill us. Which is what I believe. I believe the rich want to create the earth as their playground and they they will go right back to fossil fuels as soon as we're all gone, and uh, they, they don't give a crap about any of that. They're just paying lip service to it until they can get rid of us. They're the ones that are polluting. The top 1% pollute 40% of all the pollution is done by the top 1%, okay? Then, so the 99% are produce the 60%. Only the thing is, is that the uh, 99% are aware of what they're doing because it costs them to pollute. So they back off of polluting as much as they can. Trash costs, you know, everything costs. So um, so right now we are in a position now where we have to find our tribe and we have to uh, move out to the country and, and, and decide that we're going to stay in one place for the most part um, until uh, somehow gas prices drop. The United States is the biggest energy producer on Earth. Gas should be about a buck fifty a gallon um, in our country, and it's not. And they're patently, blatantly telling us that they're doing it for their new world order. They're blatantly, right out in front, saying that the liberal world order, uh, in order for it to go on, we need to pay five dollars a gallon in gas. So that they're 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 purposely whittling us down. And here's the thing: people don't understand is that. Government agencies and corporations have quarterly or annual or semi-annual budgets. So the, say your local sheriff, right? He has a budget that was allocated to him at the end of the last fiscal year of your county. Okay. So he, he for, for July, he has a certain amount of money he can spend. And this is within all other government agencies, same thing. You can't overdo your allocation. Okay. There's no money. So it's impossible to over to it. So if you live in a county like mine, which is huge, and the poor sheriff has to drive an hour to answer a, uh, a single call, he's going to use up all of his gasoline allocation by mid-month. I've already talked to the sheriff in my local, and he says, yeah, that's exactly right. By the end of the month, he's not going to be able to respond to any call because he doesn't have any more gas money. And this is going to happen in everywhere. So people are saying, oh, the, you know, the feds are going to come out and get us, you know, no, they're not. They're they're not going to have the money. They're not, they're not, they're not going to be able to do anything. The same thing also, by the way, with like um, thieves and burglars, they're not going to be able to drive out into the country to rob people because they're not going to be able to afford it. Mm. It's going to ask you $300 to drive. It's, It's soon going to be, okay, the Biden administration is now planning for $200 a barrel oil. That would mean that you're paying about $12 a gallon in gas. That will wipe out everybody. It will wipe out everybody. The diesels will be about $14 a gallon. So that will make the food prices outrageous. They won't even be delivered. Um, California right now has passed a new law to where I think it's like, 60% of the truckers are no longer qualified to drive on California uh, highways because they don't have the right pollution uh, things on their trucks and stuff. So California is just basically slicing their own throat right now, but they're also slicing our throat since 70% of our fresh vegetables come from California in the winter. And so um, we are um, really facing uh, a man-made crisis uh, by idiots. I watched Idiocracy the other day. That's actually a very prescient (laughs) movie. It certainly is. uh, It is. And um, I think it needs to have a rebirth, actually, because that's what we're watching. And, um, you know, the suburban women uh, voted, they switched from Trump to Biden. And uh, there was a huge switch. That's who got Biden in office, was suburban women. And now suburban women are kicking themselves in the ass because of this. They never dreamed that they could have a nightmare being created right in front of them, like is being created. And so now they're retreating from that and there's a huge retreat, but do the Republicans really have anything to offer? I mean, they just passed a gun control law, uh, law um, uh, right, in, right when we're not gonna have any police because there's the budget allocations. So we have we're more than ever, we have to defend ourselves. They're passing these red red flag laws, or so. If your neighbor doesn't do, like they can tell the police that you said something crazy, and then the next thing you know, you know, you're tagged, and you can't ever use a gun again. And you know, they passed this law like two weeks ago, and so we can't depend on them either. And you know, um, I don't know. You know, I, I, at this stage, it's going to it's going to go into rapid decentralization which is the exact opposite of what they say they're planning for. They're planning for a rapid centralization, but I don't see it coming. I just don't see it yeah. coming. I don't, I, don't even, I don't see how they're going to – so they're going to so-called put um, smart meters on every house, right? And it's going to watch your thermostat. It's going to watch your calorie intake. And it's going to count what you're taking out of the refrigerator. Do you know how much that would cost? To build in one house mm. and then you have to maintain it so it's not going to happen it's not going to happen it's just it's not going to happen um it, it, all their plans are built on a flimsy foundation that is falling apart yeah. and they know it and so it's almost like they're um they're it's a technocratic uh wet dream yeah. and this is a, if i could if i could create the world this is what i would do and then they all talk about it And then they kind of plan it, but because they're specialists, all of them, they don't appreciate because specialists just see uh, tunnel vision. They can't see uh, anything else, but what their specialty is telling them. And so they're all looking at their specialty. They get together at the World Economic Forum, and they compare their specialty notes with each other, but none of them are generalists. You know, so what, in fact, generalists are now like, you know, sneered at, you know. Uh, but but generalists are actually um, a very powerful group of people that you want to cultivate because they see the big picture and they're, they know a little bit about everything and that helps them understand things. And so, you know, I'm a generalist. Most, um, I would say most artists, are generalists. And I would say that um, uh, people who um, are uh, have multi-talented in very different aspects of life, like they can play the piano, but they can also do photography, and they also understand how to fix a car. Those are the people that we really need to cultivate because um, they see the big picture. They're running for their lives. The generalists mm-hmm. preppers are all generalists, by the way. Yeah. So uh, preppers are all They're, they're, um, they're all running for their lives right now. And I, and there's a reason because they see this thing coming and we don't know where it's going to end. I mean, if it get, does get to $12 a gallon, um, they're not even going to be Mad Max world because no one can afford the gas to get to the Mad Max place, yeah. right? So it's just like everybody's just going to die in their homes, which is what's going on in Shanghai during the lockdown. They just mm-hmm. locked everybody up. I don't know if you saw the, the videos, but they literally put gates with uh, uh, things that you can't get out of on the top, the rolling barbed wire in front of people's apartment houses, um, and, and you know that all those people died or a lot of them died and that they're hiding it. And um, so that would seem to me to be the plan. And uh, we're moving into chaos, but chaos without the means to get around.
0: Check out our friends at Linquistity Gifts. linguistity Gifts is a metaphysical store offering natural gemstone bead bracelets, signature and zodiac designed and made in the United States, as well as raw and polished stones, crystal balls, pendulums, tarot cards, natural crystal points, wands, and so much more. Their beautiful signature design bracelets can aid with creativity, balance, focus, and well-being. They can even customize the bracelets for you. Just send them an email to find out pricing and availability. Visit their website using the link in the description or visit LinguistityGifts.com and use coupon code FKN to get 10% off your first order over $20. And right now they are offering $5 off the purchase of two or more bracelets. LinguistityGifts.com
1: Man, so that's it's really an interesting. It's, it's, it's a
0: hell of a time we're headed to. Uh, now you mentioned the right-left paradigm, and you were talking about Trump there for a minute. Uh, I am still, you know, uh, completely agnostic to what Trump was doing. Although I think that he did, he was a lot different than most. I don't know if he was part of the system or controlled opposition or anything. But what I do want to get your take on is. If this, if we're looking at the top, is of the pyramid structure, or if there's different factions that are just fighting for control of humanity or fighting to depopulate us,
1: yeah, it, it's it's um, like I said, they're specialists, so they don't they think that they can pull this switch and they'll get this reaction.
0: Now, but is it one group or are they know. fighting against each other? I mean, do they want they are they have fighting that? against each other? That's the yeah.
1: other thing, and so um. So um, what's, what's interesting is that the, the group that I believe is at the very top of the pyramid, um, they, they're um, a uh, kind of a bizarre religious sect. And um, they have a flag. They have a symbol, by the way. And that symbol is a rainbow. And they have a flag and it's a rainbow flag. And their goal is to take down every flag in the world and replace it with their rainbow flag. And the rainbow flag has nothing to do with LGBTQ and all that at all. This is the, the rainbow flag is that they are devoted to creating a one human race with them in charge. And they call it the bronze race. And they want to have us all intermingle until we are the we are the color of bronze. That's that's the goal. And so they're it's alchemical. They're they're a group of really evil alchemists, and um, they they um, so th- even though they 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 have the rainbow as and the rainbow flag as their symbol, they also have seven laws. They're called the Noahide laws, and these are the laws that they want to enact on Earth. All right, and, and they're moving inexorably towards these laws. You can see it if you're looking around. All right. So I I can't remember the laws. I think the first one is that you you don't murder and then you don't lie. It's starting out pretty good. And then you can't have sex outside of marriage and uh, 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 homosexuality is illegal. Uh, I think that's the fourth one. Fifth one is you can't eat meat. All meat will be denied. I can't remember, but the seventh one is the one that worries me the most. And that is that we will create a world court that will make sure that you follow those other six laws. Oh, you have to believe in God. That's the first law. You have to believe in God. Uh, uh, There's nobody that cannot believe in God. That's the first law. Mm -hmm. Now, which God, they aren't really describing. So um, uh, anyway, they're called Chabad, C-H-A-B-A-D. They have uh, uh, groups all over the world. They're kind of a um, quasi-Jewish group, hippie kind of Jewish group. Um, And they... um, They run around the world uh, doing good works, uh, supposedly, Um, but they are inexorably going towards the Noahide laws. And you can see it by the fact that they're now replacing meat products with uh, uh, the the uh, plant-based products. And um, uh, so that's going to be an interesting dynamic because um, Trump's son-in-law was Chabad and his daughter, is also in Chabad, um, believe it or not. And um, uh, what's his name? Netanyahu uh, is a Chabad member. And uh, there, you don't have to be Jewish to be Chabad, is what I'm saying. Chabad will accept me. I could go tomorrow, even though I'm Irish German, right? And I could become a Chabad. Any, any, anybody can join Chabad. Chabad is a uh, trying to create a worldwide uh, society based on their uh, seven principles, their, their seven Noahide laws, and they want to do it peacefully. And their intention is to take down every flag and replace it with the rainbow flag. So if you're wondering what all the rainbow flag stuff is, it's a, it's, it has nothing to do with LGBTQ. They're using it for it, but it's a Chabad symbol, and um, it's flying all over the world uh, all during the month of June. It's uh, replacing national flags. You couldn't see a Union Jack in England anywhere if you walked around London in June, but you would see rainbow flags, thousands of them. Same thing in Paris. You wouldn't see the Paris flag, but you'd see, and and actually here in the United States, it was flying above the you know uh, our flag on uh, flagpoles in our small town even. So. Um, You know, that, so I kind of am bemused by the whole thing because I know where it's going. And I have nothing against any of these people. I mean, uh, you know, uh, if you could fight to get to the top of the pyramid, then get there. So the top of the pyramid is a very small group of people. Okay. And then the second layer of the pyramid is the Federal Reserve. Okay. The banks. Then the third layer is the corporations get their money from the banks. Okay. So the banks are or give all their money by the, by the people at the top, all right, who tell them where, where to allocate their money. The corporations are, 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 are su- succeed based on the amount of money the banks give them. So they aren't really, there's no competition. They just get the money from the banks. When, in uh, and, and the crash of 2008, the Fed gave $50 trillion to the banks. Free of chart. $50,000 for each American. That is, by the way. So, and that's in 2008 money. So um, uh, then the next layer down is uh, everything else. Everything else is, is the layer underneath corporations, farmers, uh, workers, uh, you know, guys who fix your car, all of us are down below. And um Uh, uh, The media is is underneath corporations, I forgot. Media is uh, Hollywood, media is is the layer underneath corporate, then us at the bottom. And um, we uh, um, are being um, run exactly that way. And they um, uh, have decided in their infinite wisdom that they can automate everything down here at the bottom layer and that they don't need us anymore because we're always complaining and we eat too much and uh, we cause pollution, is what they think. And so they're getting rid of us, but automation is not going to work. Anybody who works on machines knows that you're going to need, for every machine, you're going to need at least one person to maintain that machine. Uh, So if you have a million machines, you're going to need a million highly educated people that are going to work. The machine is going to break down. There's just no way around it. People just don't understand. Also, AI Uh, Google came out and said they had a a sentient AI. They don't have a sentient AI. Computers are just calculators, really fast calculators. That's all they are. There's no nothing else. They're never going to have sentience. They're never going to have consciousness. This is another one of these fantasies. Uh, the, 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 I delved into, uh, I talked to Cliff High about the sentient AI. Of course, he knows it's all BS. And uh, so I, then I delved in after he said, no, there's no way. So I looked into it and it was a, a, a software that reads books. He had read like 300,000 books and it was just answering the way it thought that the person asking the question would want to hear. And it was taking stuff from novels and books and, and repeating it. And the guy thought it had sentience. when no, it was merely, uh, you know, quoting Charles Dickens or James Joyce or something. You aren't literate enough to know that. You dope. Right. he <laughs> don't. Yeah, right. And again, he's a specialist. He probably doesn't read, probably yeah. isn't into literature. He's a computer technician, right? So uh, that's where we're headed. And um, we need to... Um, like I think I said before on another show here, you know, it's the war between the Pisceans and the Aquarians. And the Aquarians are, don't want centralization. They, it's a decent. It's water. You know, he's carrying water. It's the only sign of the Zodiac that's a human, by the way. And he's he's a man. So now we're moving into the era of a man. And the man is carrying water. And what is water? Water is like spirit, right? Right and it represents spirit, so he's gonna he's going to pour the water all over the land, you know, pour the spiritual awakening all over the land, and we don't want centralization, Aquarians don't like that. We don't want your Piscean uh, top-down hierarchy, military murder machine, and um, we're, reject, we're rejecting it, And um, and they know it, and they know that if we go out to the country, and we grow our own food. We're going to have to defend ourselves. And if we have to defend ourselves, we're going to need guns. We don't want to have the guns. It's not. We're not. Oh, we you know can't wait to go out and shoot our guns. That's not the point. The point is we have to protect ourselves and our food and our children. And so we need the guns for that. And we're not crazed rednecks like the Pisceans want to portray us as, right? We're actually very peaceful people who want to just live our life. And uh, so you can see by taking all of these things together, Everything, uh, gas prices skyrocketing, food prices skyrocketing, supply chain uh, completely uh, decimated. Uh, nobody following the law anymore. Uh, uh, police don't have enough uh, money to go f- uh, chase after criminals anymore. So criminals are going to go loose. They're going to get. They're going to feel free to go out and do things. So we even have to be more vigilant than ever. And um, eventually. Though, like in the morning when I make my smoothie, right, I have about 10, 15 ingredients, some ice, and I turn it on, it rang, you know, really grinding away. But after about 20 minutes of grinding, pretty soon it's all smoothed out and I can have my smoothie. So that's what's going to happen here. We're going into the grinder right now. And after the grind, it will smooth out because, frankly, a lot of people are going to die. And a lot of bad people are going to die too. And... Um, uh, it's a sad thing because we don't have to do this, but the uh, technocrats in charge have decided that uh, we don't deserve to breathe air and we don't deserve to have food. And I beg to differ with them, but you know, I can't do anything but warn people and take care of myself and my family and my community. Yeah. And that's the other thing. Let's start taking care of our community. You, you, you preppers, you know, you got your garage filled with stuff. You, you, you can't hang on to it. You can't hang on to it. If you don't take care of your community, they're going to come to your house and take your shit. So you, you could, you know, I don't care how many guns you got, you know, you're not going to be able to kill 200 people. So don't go down that road, right? Don't go down that road. Work with your community. You know, you probably have a lot of extra seeds, so, you know, pass them out to your community, a bunch of stuff that you can do to really help. You know, I purchased, I got, uh, I freaked out about a year ago and I bought a whole bunch of, uh, of, uh, uh antibiotics, right. Um, uh, off the black market, you know, and I, I, a friend of mine got really sick and she went to the doctor and the doctor wouldn't help her. I mean, he wouldn't help her. And she, you know, she had to she had work, she had two kids and, and you know, and, and, and she called me up in complete tears and I didn't tell her what I had, right? I just listening to her story, I felt really terrible about it. So I grabbed you know, two, of my, uh, two of my packages and ran over to her house and gave it to her and she was better the next day. All right. So, you know, that's the kind of thing we have to do everywhere because it's, it, we've got to start helping each other because you know what? You're going to need those people. You're going to need those people. You're going to need your neighbor. You're going to need the people in your community to help you because you're going to get hurt. Or something bad bad's going to happen to you guys. Yeah. So you're not Superman. So no matter what you think. And, we, you know, if you got marauders coming over to your house, you're going to need to call people up, say, hey, can you come help me? Right? You know, even if you have two or three people at the house, it may not be enough. But if, you know, they see a bunch of cars coming down the road at them, right? they're probably going to run away. So that's kind of how we have to think from here on out. And, you know, I'm sorry. I hate to break all that bad news to everybody, but I just, I I sit here and contemplate what I'm watching and I don't know what else to tell people except, you know, run and hide, you know? (laughs) I just don't know. And...
0: Well, that reminds me, uh, I have a telegram group that's in the description. If anyone anyone wants to join, it's for people starting their own sustainable communities, their own farms that uh, that are across the United States that want to keep in touch and link up. So I have that group for everyone. Please join. Uh, it'll be great for, you know, when all this stuff does happen. Uh, I want to go back to an aspect you mentioned we were talking about the pyramid structure, um, a very important one, even though it's a lower level. Hollywood and the media, and this is something you're familiar with. You worked in the film. Industry for a while. I wish you could, I want you to speak to the level of the staged events. And not only that, what's happening now? It seems like Hollywood, amongst everything else, is crumbling too. You see the latest Netflix numbers, you see people aren't going to see movies anymore. People don't care about that. And Hollywood is putting out just crap now it's, it's only going off of propaganda and the agendas they want to put out not based off entertainment are trying to entertain people and it's not even about them making money anymore it's about woke culture propaganda and putting forward these agendas right
1: yeah it's it's pathetic i mean it's pathetic i joined a uh i joined i think it's called flickster you know about two weeks ago they yeah. get first run movies right and it's like 30 bucks a month and I started watching, so I watched Batman, Top Gun, uh, everything, everywhere, all at once. Uh, I watched like maybe eight or nine first run movies that are out right now, right, uh, on this uh, service. And I, I got to tell you, outside of, top gun and only because uh, they had uh, the great physical special effects of the jets you know flying over the land and it wasn't cgi which was really refreshing um i can't i even batman by three quarters of the movie it was like oh come on this is ridiculous and uh but it wasn't woke i will say the batman movie was not woke which i really appreciated. but um you know it's like I can't even identify with the characters anymore, you know, and I don't even know why I'm watching them. And, and the women in in the, in the, in the females are all, you know, 110 pounds kicking 220 pound males asses in. And it's just so stupid. It's so stupid. And I'm tired of it. I, I, and, and I know everybody else is. And we're, I think and I watched, oh, I also watched the new Doctor Strange movie, which I don't know what happened to Marvel. But, I mean, they've gone so CGI crazy that it, 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 I don't even, I don't even know what to say. And it, it was terrible. And they're all terrible, actually. And there was nothing really outstanding about anything. And, like, I, 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 I'm most interested right now in media is uh, Avatar 2 coming out in December. Oh. Like, there's been 13 years since Avatar 1, the longest period between a sequel and an original ever, right? The whole world has completely changed since 2009, okay? We had none of the, any, a lot of the stuff going on now, What even going on then, all right? So, how is uh, Cameron, who's, you know, a white male, how is he going to deal with this new world in this movie? That's, I will go see that just for that reason. Oh, I'm not really okay. interested in seeing the movie except to see how Cameron bends reality to make sure that he still fits in and is still relevant. But what we know is that Top Gun is not a woke movie. It's uh, it, it celebrates masculinity, uh, which was really refreshing. Uh-huh. And it's made, what, a billion dollars? Biggest hit of the year by far. Yeah. So... Um, that tells me that people still want the old kind of movies, and uh, they don't want any uh, of this crap. And it's horrible. The Obi Wan Kenobi uh, series on uh, Disney Plus. So they take the they take the wise Jedi who is um, helps everybody and assists everybody and dies for the cause, and is a super sword fighter and a great philosopher. And they turn him into a grumpy old man. It's like <laughs> saved by strong, dynamic females, right? Yeah. All the time. He can't fight for himself, of course, because <laughs> anyway, it was so bad. Yeah. And I watched the first episode. And I went, this is the worst thing I've ever seen. So I, I'm kind of not even watching TV. I watch YouTube. Um, I watch stuff on internet. I probably watch your show, but I w- I I can't stand it anymore yeah. and I don't think anybody's watching it. I got to be honest with you. I don't think anybody's watching it. Well, I really don't. I don't either. I think, either. All- I, think yeah. I think that they um at a certain point it became obvious that it wasn't about money. I think it was when I think it was when Disney refused to release Fahrenheit 911 is when I realized that, wait a minute, this movie's going to make, you know, $100 million and only cost like 200000 to make. I mean, your give and take to that is outrageous. Of course, you'd want to take that film. And they wouldn't do it. And so another company, I think it was a new line, took it and they made like $100 million of a million dollar investment. And, um, and so I, that's why I went, wait a minute, who would turn down $99 million, right? And they did. And then I realized that, okay, so this isn't about money anymore. not when I was in Hollywood, it was always about money. You had to make money, but you know Hollywood is the only um it's the end of Hollywood, okay, mm-hmm. it's over Hollywood is over, I guarantee I'm right on this. uh Hollywood depends on. Hollywood is the only industry on earth that loses more money than it makes every year yet <laughs> still stays in business. It's, it's an impossible business model. It was all based on the, on on sex, essentially, and using sex to get money to get finance the films, and it was an unspoken contract that the actors had to. You know, make it with the financiers, you know, whatever they preferred, right? And so, you know, I saw it when I was on sets. I saw the actors walking away or actresses walking away with the fat old uh, millionaire, right, at the end of the shoot, right? And for sure, the producer said, yeah, you got to go with them. Yeah, go out to dinner with him, whatever he wants, take care of it, right? You're getting paid, right? And then, then that's how it was. And so the Me Too movement didn't strike me as being weird or anything. I knew that was the... Oh. the uh, foundation of Hollywood financing and that uh, what's his name uh, Weinstein you know that's what how he got his money. How do you think he made what he made like at least 200 films. That guy, the, the the two brothers. How do you think he got? And most of them didn't make money. I mean, occasionally they have a hit, but uh, eight out of ten films were losers. Uh, and you're like, how does this guy continue to make money? And you know, and and and, and I know people are intimately involved with their operation when it was going, and they're all said hey, it's a sex mafia run operation, right? And it's like, they bring their mobster buddies in. They finance the films and. So that's all ending now. I can't, that can't happen anymore in the new Hollywood. And so Hollywood's over and it will be over. And the films will just get worse and worse. And occasionally an independent filmmaker will make a really good film, but who will see it? Because the distributors are only going to distribute what they make or what they're in charge of. So, you know, um, I'll tell you a little secret about uh, how how they uh, screw over filmmakers. So you make a really good, film. you bust your butt, you finance it, your parents give you money, whatever. If you find a way to finance the film, you bust it. You, may, you know, It takes you a couple of years to make the film. You know, you're know, you poor, you're eating peanut butter sandwiches because you can't afford anything, right? And then you go to Hollywood and you show it to distributors, right? And they oh, that's a really good film. Yeah, um, we'll take it. Well, here's what we'll do. We'll give you, you know, uh, $500,000 down uh, and you'll get um, 15% of the uh, revenue after uh, uh, we pay the costs, right? You're know, like, 15%, that's pretty good. Well, here's what they do. They take your film. They have 10 films that they're going to distribute in this given year, right? Eight of them are made by them or their buddies and two are really good independent films, Okay, then they go to the theater, and they say to the theater, hey, we got a new Batman movie coming out. Um, I'll tell you what we do. We'll take the Batman movie and six other films, and we want an 80% cut on what happens with those films from you. You get 20%, I get 80%, right? Ah, but here's the good news. I got these two other films here, and you can have those. And you can have the 80% on those two films. So the two films that they didn't have anything to do with that were pretty good, they're only getting the film, the company itself is only getting a 20% return on it. Right. So by the time the filmmaker gets his 15% of the 20% after they spend the money, it's like nothing. Tom Hanks owned 20% of Castaway, I think it was. Something like that. And to this day, he's never received a dime, never yet. He owns 20% of it, right? And this goes on and on. I saw an interview with uh, John Lennon from 1971 on YouTube the other day because I'm doing this deep dive into the death of Paul McCartney and all that. And uh, it was incredible. He's like, oh no. Uh Paul and I, we made a we made a lot of money because we wrote a lot of songs. But George and George and Ringo are flat busted, man. They don't have a dime. And we quit touring, we didn't, couldn't have any money coming in. All the record companies just took everything from us. And it's like, yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. That's exactly how they do it. They they make it look like you got some really good deal, but in the end, it's just just financial shenanigans. And so if you're rich and you're a film lover and you're out there listening to this, can you please take like $10 million and start uh, independent distribution companies for independent filmmakers so they can get their stuff shown mm. on some platform somewhere because it's super bad right now? And, um, uh, I don't know where it's going to go, but anyway, I want to get back to another show you brought up, which is, yeah. by the way, I want to I want to congratulate you. on putting together a group of people, our a, a site, where people can exchange information on homesteading and and yeah. and community farms and stuff. Because man, we got we got a learning curve here that we have to get over. I mean, and most people don't even know how to milk a cow or raise chickens or anything, so. You know, we need we need people that know what they're doing to get on these forums and help us out. Because even I and I've been I've been homesteading now for like five years. And even now I'm baffled by a lot of stuff that I have to figure out. Yeah. So I think that's really great. But I want to talk about stage uh, staged events mm-hmm. because.
0: um They're the main tool that pushes people through fear and and these agendas to these agendas that are going on.
1: Yeah. So um, in, um, in 1666 uh, in England, they, um, they uh, uh, a a group of uh, bankers essentially um, had their headquarters were, were in Spain, in Portugal, okay? Because they had the boats going out into the uh, New World, right? And they would come back to Portugal and Spain, and so the banking center was there. But the bankers started feeling uh, like they were vulnerable uh, to being uh, um uh, invaded by uh, foreign uh, people and, and all their money being taken. So he looked around the world. This is in the 1660s. they looked around the world. said, the worst safe place for us to build our banking empire. And they looked and they saw England. And they saw you had to take the Thames River to get to London. So you could put a gauntlet of cannons on both sides of the river. Anybody coming to get you would be dead long before they got to you. And then they burned down London in 1666 and we built the financial district over the embers of the Great London Fire of 1666. All right, was it set on on fire by them? Of course, Larsen. It's quite quite obvious. And um, and they built their banking empire. So um, so um, this was the beginning of, of the um, financial cabal. And when they when when these newly arrived people from Spain uh, came to England, they discovered that the English had a great love for theater and that the Globe Theater was this great theater, the best theater on earth, and where they reenacted great plays by Aeschylus and Shakespeare and, and all these uh, Greeks and, and also all the great English writers of the, of the late 1500s, right? And, um, And uh, so they began attending theater. And they also started the East India Trading Company, which was the trading company that they would conquer the world with. And um, they realized watching theater that they could use theater to control the world. Right. And so they began using theater in a big time way. I was, um, Um, I'm going to try to think of his name. He was the leader of the Philippines. I can't remember his name now, but he was a a kind of a ruthless leader. Anyway, I knew a friend of his. He he begins with an M. He ran the Philippines to like the 1990s. Moscone? I can't remember. Anyway, uh, he told a story to a group of people, of which one was a friend of mine when he was the head of the Philippines, right? he said, when I was a little boy, I was living in a little village in the Philippines. And we kept hearing warnings that the communists were coming. They are gonna take over our village. And um, then one day we woke up and we heard firing and gunshots outside of town. And I was 10 years old. And we said, "Oh my God, the communists are coming! The communists are coming! What are we going to do?" And he said. And then um, the shot, the gunfire got closer and closer, and everybody, you know, was cowering down and afraid that, you know, the communists were coming with their guns. And then all of a sudden, a Filipino army uh, infantry uh, group appears, like twenty guys in trucks, right? And they say, we we're, we're we're the Philippine army. We'll save you," right? So they go up into the hills and you hear all this gunfire and shooting and, kill, uh, you know, people screaming. And then they come back and they've got a, a bunch of guys in fatigues with blood all over them, lying on top of each other in the truck, right? And they say, these are the communists. We killed them all. You guys are all safe. So um, this guy, he crawls on. He, he's so hero worshiping these soldiers for saving the village that he actually gets under the truck and goes off with them. They don't see him under the truck, this kid, right? And he says, they drive about 15 miles. They stop at a, a, a pub where they're serving beer. He said, and all the dead guys get up out of the truck, and they all get together, and they're drinking beer together. And they got, still got the blood all over them. Of course, it's all fake and everything. And the whole thing was staged to make it look like the Philippine Army was this great thing. And so this happens all the time, everywhere. And we have to understand that these events are staged and that we can't let ourselves be fooled by them because they're using that as emotions to get our emotions going. And and so I really have to say you probably should not watch the news since most of it is not real. And even the people that you think are on your side are part of the theater. They're not really on your side. That's why nothing ever gets done. Not even you vote for somebody and they tell you, then they get to, to uh, Washington and they can't do anything. Why? Because they're told immediately when they get there, you're not doing anything. So yeah. don't even think about it.
0: They've been and, you know, trying and trying it. to use these stage events to disarm people for years. And it's, this is one that has not worked. Thank, thank God it hasn't. But uh, they've been using these type of theatrical events to play yeah. on people's fears to, to get rid of guns.
1: Yeah, it's weird how, you know, they, they did the Uvalde, Texas thing, and I, I'm probably pretty sure that was a real event. But uh, the anti-gun, anti-gun people went crazy, including people in my own family, trying to pull every emotional trick on everybody to get them to agree to get rid of their guns. And, you know, you're like, hey, you know, are you going to come defend me? No. Um, and then we find out the next day that the police – we're outside the uh, thing for an hour and a half, and they, they couldn't even find the key to the door. You're like, wait a minute. What are they well, just kick the door down? I mean, what the hell? You're trying to find a key? You know, it's <laughs> like, what? You know, and, uh, and so then the whole thing went away from the guns to the faulty behavior of the police force, right? And so it's like everything's backfiring, is what I'm saying. Every time they try something, it seems to backfire and it's just continuously backfiring. And but we're moving towards a a place that looks like civil war. I mean, it does. It looks like it looks like neither side is going to give in and um uh that's another reason to uh get out in homestead and get as far away from the crazies in the city who are going to be fighting each other uh and probably people even on the same side are going to be fighting each other eventually.
0: Well, that's what so, I want to get to is whether the people that are on the right side of history, the free thinkers, the um, reasonable people, the people on our side are the majority, will never tell from the media, will never tell from what we're seeing on TV. I talk to a lot of content creators and independent media and people that talk to a lot of other people themselves, and from what I'm seeing – we are the majority. I'm, I mean, there's, a, I'm seeing very few people that are just uh streamline woke going with these agendas anymore. Uh, I think it woke a lot no, of people up and it, that's We're a good thing. Majority.
1: We're the vast majority by far. I'd say at least 70, if not 80%. Uh, but um, they've got the, they've got about 20% of people that are actually on our side. Uh, so guilt written that they can't say anything in public. So and, and and they use these bizarre uh, things to make you feel guilty, uh, things that don't make any sense. There's a, a woke uh, pizzeria near my, uh, you know, near, uh, in a small town near me, right? And they have a sign, it's got a rainbow, It's a sign with a rainbow on it, and it says, um, women's rights are human rights. There is no such thing as an illegal person. Uh just these bizarre sentences right and you're like wait a minute of course women's rights are human rights then he said, "Wait, well, you know, of course there's illegal people. If you go commit a murder, uh, you're you're going to get arrested. And you're going to be an illegal person. You're not going to be able to vote. You're going to go to jail. You're, you know, you're you're illegal. You're essentially you're an illegal person. Just just go ahead and try it and see if you don't end up being illegal." And so, I, I realize that they're just trying to uh, uh, put contradictions in us so that we can't figure out what's going on. I have a liberal friend. He's got a sign in front of his house. It says, hate does not belong here, or hate does not belong in this house. And I thought, no, I think what you really mean to say is stuff that you hate doesn't belong in this house. Words that you hate don't belong in this house, right? In other words, don't argue with me is what the sign says. Don't come into my house and argue with me. Basically, that's what it's saying, because I'm going to label it hate. And so... The, uh, the wokesters are playing contradictory psychological games on us, and we have to call them out. Well,
0: they're you trying know? to normalize um, mental illness on that end.
1: That's a, that's, that's a big game. exactly what they're trying to do. They're trying to normalize mental illness. I have a, a friend, and her daughter uh, comes up to me, and she says, you know, you got to start call, calling me. I, I'm, no long, I'm no I'm not going to say her name. Uh, I'm no longer Kathleen. You now must call me um, Andrew, right? And I, I, she's like 10 years old. I, was gonna, I said, I'm not going to call you that name. You are not a boy. You're a girl. You can't change your chromosome count no matter how many operations you have. I love you. You're a great kid. You'll, you'll come out of it, you know? And I swear to God, I think well, I, the look on her face was Thank you for that, right? Because I'm really glad that somebody spoke to me like that because everyone's so afraid to talk to her about what's really going on. But the thing is with all that stuff is I, I, I saw it finally, the first whiff of this yesterday, uh, lawsuits are now starting. People who transitioned are now in their 30s and they're waking up and they're looking in the mirror and they're saying, I don't look like a woman. Right. Those guys told me that I could look like a woman, but I really don't. I've got stubble and you know, and I'm, you know, I'm not and and, and they're getting mad at the people that told them to do it, teachers mm-hmm. and doctors. And so you teachers and doctors, you better worry about it because uh there's gonna be a lot of pissed off people eventually. Not everybody, but some people are not gonna be happy that they, you know, they did things to themselves that they shouldn't have done. And you can't reverse it, not really. So um uh, you know, I, I think that. Uh, mental illness is afoot. I just read a book. I'm not going to tell you the name of it because it's so politically incorrect, but it's a book about how the rich trials of Europe were not Going after witches. That was just their excuse. What they were really doing was they were going after mentally ill people and cleaning them out of their villages. And they would literally bring them in and they would ask them questions. And the person would give them goofball answers that didn't make any sense. They say, you're, you're, you're crazy. You're crazy. And, you know, I was, I'm not advocating for this, but I, I can see where you would, because they're not adding anything. To, they're, not, but they're, they're propping not up food. the
0: people with mental illnesses in places like politicians and people that we're seeing on our TVs and people in authority play, uh, figures. That's who they're yeah, propping. They mentally really, ill people for that.
1: That's, that's, that's the biggest problem that we face on earth right now, I think. And I think that they hate mentally stable people. And they, they, they think that they're faking it, I think. I think that ill people think mentally stable people are faking it. They're really mentally ill, but they're really good at faking like they're not because they're mentally ill. So everybody has to be mentally ill to them. Right. And, you know, you know, so that's why I think about Putin. I think Putin drives people crazy because he's so obviously not mentally ill. I mean, I don't support Putin in any way, but he's clearly not mentally ill. Uh-huh. He's clearly a super practical, you know, chess-playing guy who looks 15 moves ahead, right? Um, whereas I could say that I think our president, current president, might be mentally oh, ill. And for sure, one before him might have been mentally ill, too, to be honest with you. And George W. Might have, and Obama might have been mentally ill, actually, to a certain degree. Maybe not as much. As the guy in office now, but Obama did some really strange things, you know, and uh, and definitely George W was had a, had a form of some kind of mental illness. Uh, where um, I would say that the only president that probably wasn't mentally ill uh, was Clinton. Clinton was not mentally ill; he just wanted to have sex and snort cocaine. But <laughs> I don't think he was really mentally ill. Yeah. Um, I think he was our last mentally stable president, actually, even though I didn't really care for him. So, yeah, we, we really need a, a president now that's not mentally ill. That's what I'm I'm wishing for more than anything else. I actually don't care about their policies. I just want to make sure that they don't wake up every day thinking that, you know, they're a pink ostrich or something. <laughs> you know? yeah. And I, I'm really worried because... Mental illness is contagious. We know this. This is absolutely—it's contagious. And um, places like TikTok seem to be spreading mental illness everywhere. And and, um, and like it's cool to be mentally ill now. It's cool, and it's yeah. like, but you but you can't function. You're mentally ill, mm-hmm. so you're signed yourself a death sentence. Unless you find a parasitic way to live, you're not going to be able to live. And, you know, right now we're hiring people. Uh, 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 they'll hire anybody at any job right now because everybody's short of labor. But once we get through this crisis, um, I'm going to say that the it, it's already happening. The mentally ill are going to start getting purged from everywhere, from their companies. Um, I know for certain, I know, I know a big corporation. I know the people that run it. And I know for certain that among... The leaders of the corporation, they have decided that they're not going to fire anybody, but when the mentally ill people come ask for a raise, they're going to say no, and they're going to say, you know, they're not going to give them any work. In other words, they're going to be going to work without having anything to do. They're going to have no pay increases, and pretty much they're going to be isolated. And then all corporations are starting to do this now. They catered to them for the last 10 years, but now with profit margins really decreasing, they got to get rid of the riffraff. And so all the wokesters are about to lose their job, all of them. And um, I think we're going to have a purge of wokesters politically here coming in November. I, th- I think it's actually going to be the thing that we decide who, th- who we vote for. Is by how mentally ill that person is <sighs> yeah. and how mentally ill they are not and we'll be choosing people for that because i think we're all reaching uh mental illness fatigue i know i am
0: um, yeah 100 well, let's, uh, let's end on this. Um, where do you see us going in within five years? You said we're going to hit a point where we're going to be in a grinder and it's going to be rough for a period of time, but then we're going to smooth out and things would probably get better because their whole system is crumbling right before our eyes. Nothing is sustainable at this point that they've built. And if we have enough people building up our own systems, maybe we could like rise like a phoenix coming out of the ashes. But what do you see?
1: That's what I'm I'm hoping for is that Uh, we uh, eschew uh, their world completely. We make our own uh, content. We make our own media. We do it uh, on low budget uh, with the technology that we have. We control our technology. We don't let the technology control us. We don't want uh, any uh, central authority coming in and telling us what to grow or how to grow it or how much water to use. We're perfectly capable of making those decisions. Uh, Like I said, pretty soon they're not even to have the funds to control us so <clears throat> if you don't do what i'm saying you're probably not going to make it that's the long and short of it and i would say that uh short of suddenly uh, discovering uh free energy which could happen there are people that are working on free energy devices and they say that they're going to let it out for free the plans so um, that could happen, and that would be a great step forward for uh, us. But in the meantime, you know, get out there, get your solar panels, get your solar hot water. You um, can make all this stuff cheap. You can build your own solar panel for 50 bucks if you know how to do it. Well, with wood prices, maybe 75 now, but um, uh, uh, same with hot water. I have a, I have a solar hot water system. It's nothing. It's just some PVC painted black that has a pump and a thermistor. And as soon as it hits 120 degrees, the water pushes, pushes into a tank and more cold water is made. And so, you know, once you start realizing that you can do this yourself. Now, I want to warn everybody that if you're going off on homesteading, okay, that the, the plan, and I've been told this by FEMA, the plan is that they're going to cut off everybody's electricity and then they're going to go door to door and say, do you have food in your refrigerator? And if you say yes, they're going to condemn your house as a, as a biohazard, okay, because your food is rotting in the refrigerator. So you've got to do one of two things. Either you don't store your food in a refrigerator or get uh, solar power to keep your refrigerator going. So that when they come to your door, you say, Yep, everything's fine, officer. See you later. You can shut the door on them, right? Because that is what they're going to do. They're going to use that as their excuse. So it's vital that you face refrigeration problems straight ahead. So this is probably going to happen in the summer because you can always put your food out in the winter, out in the cold. So um, uh, you're going to, um, it's probably going to happen in like August, in an August. they're going. You know, everybody's using the AC and and you turn off all the power and say, oh, it was a coronal mass ejection or use some kind of excuse. And so um, that just, if you're homesteading, just remember, it may be better actually just find a way not to have a refrigerator, to be honest with you. Um, you know, can your food. Uh, because if you come to the door and they say, you say, I don't have a refrigerator. I don't need one. They're not going to know what to say to you at that point. And, and they're going to want to look in your house too, by the way. So you can't lie. Don't lie, because then they'll just you know, arrest you. But anyway, FEMA does have that plan. And so we have to make sure that we don't uh, uh, get, get caught ensnared in their little plans. So, but again, is FEMA going to have enough money to go house to house? Now, how much is that going to cost? Just in gas, right? And uh, so yeah, we're, we're heading towards this thing. And if you're a, a level-headed thinker, uh, you can see that there is a way out. There is a way out. And, um, and it's a way out that's uh, permanent and it's a way out that is um, uh, 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 sustainable. That's the thing. It's sustainable. You know, a a small farm is sustainable. It is. And um, you know, I, I, the fertilizer shortage came in, in uh, last February, it started right when the war came. And so I said, Oh, my God, you know, I I had enough fertilizer for this year. Fortunately, I bought some for my garden. But I thought, you know, what am I gonna do in the future? So I started making um, fertilizer tea, which is big barrels with, you know, food, and and, and scraps and, and weeds and stuff thrown in. I've got two 80 gallon barrels now of compost and and fertilizer for next spring. And it didn't cost me anything. It was completely free. It was just stuff I had sitting around. And so, you know, there's ways around everything and thank God for YouTube, you know, um, YouTube has saved my ass about a hundred times looking up and trying to fix things and trying to figure out how to do it and help me make chicken coops and everything. So, you know, use the, uh, uh, use what we have and, uh, and don't, uh, wait, get going now. Don't wait because there's the, you're in it. We're in it. In five years, I believe the world is going to be a much quieter, uh, more private, uh, more interesting place because we're um we're gonna be working like 15 hours a week that's what i'm trying to tell people once you get it all up and going it almost sustains itself Mm -hmm. yeah you have to pull some weeds and you have to water but really there's not that much work once you've got it up it's like anything else, like building software. All the work is up front. After you're done, you use the software. So it's just like that. So I encourage everyone to um, decentralize, get out into the country, grow your own food. You will not believe how much how good it tastes. You'll never eat store-bought food again and um, get animals and, and get a community. That's all I got to say.
0: Yeah, very well said. I have to agree 100%. Thank you, Jay. This was fantastic. Uh, Hopefully we can talk again sometime in the future before this all goes down. Uh, Before you head out, let the audience know where they can find you.
1: Yeah, so I have a free site jwidener.com just my name.com, and uh, I have a site where you can look at some of my um, my films. That's sacredmysteries.com and Gaia.com also has a lot of my films and Amazon. And uh, then I have my own show, Reality Check, which I played. Uh, the last show that we did on reality check got a really good response. And um, I put every week I, on Wednesday nights, I'm reading from my uh, very esoteric book, a monument to the end of time. And then I'm putting up a content on Saturday night. And I have a subscription site also now uh, that you can join, of which I'm doing my new show conspiracy Hunter, in which I'm going into many, many, many conspiracies that I can't talk about on this Platforms yeah. and uh, starting out with Titanic, which was a 911 of the early 20th century. Wow. And uh, I will uh, have some really mind blowing facts about that. We're going to be doing 911, 911, Georgia Guidestones, uh, Denver Airport. Oh, yeah. uh, I'm, I'm going to deep dive on so many uh, conspiracies John Lennon faking his own death, um, the whole thing. That's i'm just great. gonna let it loose on conspiracy hunter which by the way comes from a quote from wired magazine they did an interview with me uh 15 years ago and they said jay weidner is an erudite conspiracy hunter I thought, <laughs> what a great name for a tv yeah. show conspiracy hunter right
0: that's great oh man we look all forward right. to that very much all right jay thank you so much for taking the time and we'll definitely talk again soon until yep, next time everyone have an excellent evening we'll talk again tomorrow